There are many different words used to describe a dead body. There's corpse, carcass, cadaver, deceased, bones, skeleton, remains, stiff, carry-on. But I think this term really takes it to a whole new level. Bag of goo. No one knows how many bags of goo ended up at the bottom of the surrounding lakes from where these two sexual sadists hunted. It's no wonder the catfish out there can weigh up to 200 pounds in New Mexico. There's a lot of goo to chew. What up, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right, I'm going to read <laughs> this message from Brittany. Hey, Brittany. I love you guys so much. Nicole, I'm still waiting for you to do a Washington apple shot for our surprise shot, oh. which I did forget. I thought we had done it, but... um. I got to get some ingredients. She said, oh, by the way, Nicole is my favorite. That's two for you, the queen. I know. So proud of you. She said, I love you, John, and I love you, Jen. You guys put so much effort into the show, but Nicole literally gives me goosebumps when she talks. I I didn't realize that I had a a strong voice. Anyway. I think that's like, I think that's like a a good thing. Yeah. Well, we do have some more transcripts that she can read. Great. Um... (laughs) I'm sorry I've been away for so long, but I'm back now. Hope I can't hope to start giving you giving you some cases and different surprise shots because we have a lot of making up to do. Happy holidays. Love you guys so much. Keep doing what you're doing because I literally have your sticker on the back of my phone case and I'm so proud of it and still have two more stickers to when I get for when I get a new phone. Love always your Taco Supremo who had their mom live in the same cell as Ted Bundy. Do you remember that? Oh wow. I forgot about that actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was a good one. So thank you, Brittany. Thank you, Brittany, for that lovely message. Mm-hmm. D. D. Yep. D's been sending me a couple of uh, like get fun gifts, gifts and gifts, memes. Gifts. I don't know what they're called. Um, Fresh about gifts. New Mexico. She said she tagged me in a post that was it was about tumbleweeds flying through the air. <laughs> like there was tumbleweeds, but it was so windy that they started like taking off. Like a- actually, like yes. this is a thing. Yeah. She said, now I know, meaning me, I, now, she said, Jen, now you know what New Mexico is really like. And I guess it's full of flying tumbleweeds. Dee did send us a message that she is so excited that you guys are taking on, John is taking on the Toy Box Killer. Oh my gosh. No one tells a story like John. Oh, please. Love and miss you. I'm so excited for the episode. Uh, What exactly is a tumbleweed? Is that like... It's like, What's it made of? Vines? No, I know, I know what it is, but what is it made? Is it just vines? It's like sticks and shit, I guess. Sticks and shit, Jen. Yeah, <laughs> some woodland creature what that's a plant. What is a tumble? Uh, for the last episode, David Parker Ray, which we're going to continue on today. We got some good comments. I'm just going to kind of go through them. Um, is he still alive? I don't know. You should listen to part three of the episode. Uh, Faith says, this is one of the most underreported cases. Good job. Nice. Rachel Kane says, left on a cliffhanger. (laughs) Yeah. Getting right into that welcome message. Alana, I was hoping you guys would cover this one. Never disappointed. You guys are amazing. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Alana. Thanks, Alana. Ronnie, R-A-W-N-I. That's a really pretty name, Ronnie. I recently found your podcast and I'm obsessed. I love the banter and humor. I love all three of you. John, my husband thinks you are hilarious. (laughs) Keep up the good work. Well, that's good. Monica. I think think a lot of uh, people share your your humor. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Monica says, love the podcast. It's always a treat. Thank you so much, Monica. So Erica, thank you so much for all the comments. I really appreciate them. You leave some really good stuff. Uh, Emma says, absolutely savage episode. Amanda, first of all... That's a compliment, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a savage. Yeah. Classy, uh, bougie. Shout classy. out Amanda for her comments. She talks about the cattle prod. Oh, um, God, that was awful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, like, blocked that one a bit from my memory. Yeah. Yeah, all right, let's give away this... Uh, gift card. Gift card. So the gift card is a raffle, so we may... I mean, and there's only, what, 30-something people in it this time? Maybe less, I don't know. More than, Yeah. Yeah, but it is possible for 
people to win the same one or people to win multiple times. It's completely random. All right. So we got 18 entries and 15 users. That means some people left comments more than once. Drum roll, please. All right. We got a lot of people in here. Choose winners now. Here we go. Boom. Tia. 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 And uh, I, I've, I, I don't know. I think we got to dedicate our surprise shot to a combination of everybody who has joined us for this Christmas live stream. And I'm sure Dee will be joining us because this is uh, wait, this, this is, is her episode. Christmas still. live stream. No, it's just the last episode before Christmas. Yeah. Oh, because I could have did a Christmas story. I know. I've already asked you to to do a Christmas story that I wanted you. But to then do. I'm such a Grinch, so I don't know. Maybe next year. You're a mean one. Mr. Mr. Grinch. So many people on live chat. Dina, Lauren, Tia, Darren, Katie, Christopher. And we are drinking um, gin and tonics today. Mm -hmm. You know, a little taste of Christmas tree with the gin. So, all right. We ready for a chat? Who's this for, everyone? All of our friends? I feel like this is an everybody on live chat. Okay. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. All right. Cheers, y'all. Cheers. This better not make me sick. Uh, No promises. That wasn't terrible. It was oh. orange something. <clears throat> it was an orange liqueur. You could mix that with some Malibu and pineapple juice. That would be good. Mm. Or you could put that in with like an orange crushed soda. Mm. That would be really good for like a margarita too. Mm. The more I was reading about truth and consequences, or truth or consequences, because I kind of felt bad last week. I said, oh, I don't mean to, I actually said, I don't mean to be mean, but there are a lot of meth heads. Okay. The average income of truth or consequences is $10,000. What? Like the majority for single households or, or like multiple people households? Um, uh, average, I guess. No, I don't the, think it matters. Yeah. That's still super low. So, yeah, yeah read this. This is this, this is well truth and consequences poverty. right here. The flying the flying tumbleweeds. <laughs> I've lived here all my life and I don't agree that my town is a mecca for white trash. <laughs> I don't agree. Well, okay, one of the residents says, "Quote about truth or consequences." <laughs> and I was pretty accurate with the Grand Theft Auto thing. If you oh, play yeah, the that. game, you know what I'm talking about. But yeah. Uh, one uh, resident says, quote, this is the worst meth town I've ever been in. <laughs> <laughs> They've been to a lot of meth towns and this is the worst. And then and then that same resident and this is in the newspaper goes on <laughs> to tell the reporter how to make meth. She says or he says methamphetamines are so easy to brew any idiot can make meth you can whip it up in a kitchen blender all you need is a little drain cleaner lighter fluid and a lithium battery yeah wow (laughs) like (laughs) the fact that he explained how to make it another Um, well it's not the good stuff if it's not the blue stuff truth or this is breaking bad I mean, if I can, I can maybe put that on my diet plan for the new year. There you go. Truth or consequences is a shithole. And I do not feel bad Say, in fact, one paper called it, quote, shithole USA, end quote, like a national paper. Wow. Um, one, another paper summed it up as, quote, a world of alcoholic speed freaks, hmm. end quote. So people get drunk and drive their car really fast. Speed freaks. Or were they referring to the drug speed? No, I know. I'm just fucking with you. Oh, okay. All right. You guys ready? <laughs> you guys ready to get started? Do you want to recap? Let, no. Um. I mean. I feel like we should, but at the same time, I don't know okay, if I want to revisit. So the recap is I read probably the worst thing I've ever had to read in my life. Oh, no. That's tonight. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know if he actually is kidding, though. Oh, my God. I mean. All right. So we've got. We've got women being tortured and captured by this deranged couple and they are brainwashing them and they're they're killing them only when they have to. But otherwise, they've been brainwashed and manipulated and tortured for and held for a couple months at a time and then released. Yeah. And the lovely town of truth or consequences. And guys, if you're on live chat, 
you can see this too. Before we do anything else, I have to, I have to see what you guys think of this photo. I found this in a newspaper, and I don't think they knew what it was. But tell me what this looks like to you. This paper shows this couple here. It's just a random couple. Kidnapped witness made escape during beating. Now these this couple is just onlookers of the impending investigation. Just like you know, you get people that look on with morbid. Um, curiosity. It's a girl and her boyfriend. Can you describe what they're doing? Is she not jerking him off? Wait, uh, what? I mean, I, I, it looks <laughs> the whole like freaking article is about sexual torture. David rape. David Wait, Parker. Who rape. is that? It's a random truth or consequences residence. Are you sure they're not just holding hands? Look at his face. He's like looking up like, ah, and her hand is definitely in his pants here uh, for you guys on. Uh, uh, it's hard to tell with the way that the photo has. I mean, it's definitely possible. I'm not going to lie to you there. Yeah, it's not out of the question. Hold on. Let me. Yeah, see if you guys can see that. Does it not look like that one? That girl was jerking him off. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I shouldn't have put that in there. <laughs> I'm curious as to why it was important that you put that in there. Because it, what does it look like? It looks just, okay, I'm going to move on before people What's are like. What's the subcaption of that picture? <laughs> like, what are they, what is the newspaper writing about um, that image? Annabelle, 14. <laughs> it just says like residents of. His facial expression is different, definitely. Yes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not crazy. I mean, it's all like, mm. You, I can find the newspaper if you wanted me to, yeah. again. Well, no, it's fine. I'm not saying that's definitely what's happening, but I can see why you would immediately be think out. that. Yes. It cannot okay. be ruled out as a possibility. All right. All right, so last week we talked about a couple things. We did Nicole's welcome message. We talked about uh, the V-Hill capture and yep. escape. You guys remember she escaped by grabbing an ice pick. And I'm going to kind of recap that real quick. She actually has her story in here. I don't, can you see that? Is that uh, too small? I can kind of see it. Not you. <laughs> um, I mean, Jen is welcome to okay. take some reading on this one. Yeah, it's just her story right quick. Let me see. She talks about, Cynthia Hill talks about, and this is from her verbatim, quote, that afternoon I was connected to a pole on the wall by just a dull collar, all I could do was sit up. And she says, there was a small iron fence separating me from the living room. If you guys remember, this is actually in Ray's trailer at 513 Bass. Was it Bass Road? Bass Road, mm -hmm. I think. Yep. In Truth or Consequences. So she was captured. She spent three days being tortured. And then she escapes. And she says, there was a table in the living room and Cindy had left this ring of keys on top of the table. You remember how I said it was just like a movie where she grabs the keys and she's like, you know, in the movie, they're trying to try and the lock never freaking goes the first time. She says, I really wanted those keys. It was a keychain with a bunch of keys on it, a bunch of little keys. So that's even worse. She didn't even really know which one the keys were. She says, um... I crawled up in a ball in the corner and started trying every key on the lock. As soon as Cindy Hendy got off the phone, she came back in the room and caught me pushing the table back with my feet. She seen the keys weren't on the table right away and she started hitting me with this big old glass lamp. So she hasn't even unlocked it yet. Wow. And then uh, she says, I just crawled up in a ball and I was trying every key on the lock, even while she was hitting me. Oh, my God. And Cindy Hendy, she says, was carrying a gun, and that's what she was scared of. She was so damn strong, she was hitting me real hard. I saw where she had dropped the phone, and I ran over and tried to call 911. I hardly got a word out of my mouth when she jumped me, and I dropped the phone on the bed. She was pulling my hair real hard, and all of a sudden, there was this box. A small box somehow got knocked over on the floor, and a bunch of things fell out. An ice pick fell out of the box. Hmm. What's I, in the box? I picked it up and stabbed Hindi in the neck and got away. So if it wasn't for this ice pick, if it wasn't for that small box with the ice pick, man, I don't well, think you'd ever been called. You could name that two yeah. lunatics, one ice pick. Yeah. 
I don't I don't know what the ice pick was for. I mean, it's not like it snows there. Uh, it's probably for it, insertion. It apparently does snow. Do you let us know they have not yet gotten snow this year? Snows mess. Yeah, because it's, it's cold at night. Yeah. It snows. 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 It snows. Welcome coke, to Smoes. Coke and meth. I am. I had Moe's for the first time in a long time a couple of weeks ago. They they had a burrito. They had uh, Moe's at our college that was in like the cafeteria. Really, I we, had Moe's like every fucking day. We had year of an Pen, and then it turned into a Starbucks, I guess. But it really was just Quinnipiac people that, working there. That place is no longer right. Pen? Is it really? Right. I don't. I, Apparently, the owners of the chain of the like their kids went there or something. Hmm. Also, Buster Rhymes' kid, Ray Allen's daughter, and um, Mariana Rivera's son. Interesting. All while, while I was there. I, I'm sure they had other people who had oh, that's cool. come through. But Also, I'd like to get an opinion on this. I, th- this idea just came to me yesterday. Uh-oh. So, the 2022 Winter Olympics are coming. Oh. To where? Wherever they're being hosted. And... Um, I was wondering if you guys think it would be a fun idea to have my next party be a beer Olympics party during the Olympics. Well, I oh, think I the you... answer to that is just yes. I thought you were gonna so. you were gonna say you were about to train for the Olympics. <laughs> Only the bob. <laughs> she's she's like gonna do the, the alpine jumping, curling. curling. Oh the yeah, bo- yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that yeah. bobsled shit is dangerous, man. Yeah. You can yeah. fly off the side of it. And, yeah, so and I have will, your neck cut will, off oh, by the that happened. I'm just saying by the blade. What blade? Under the sled. There's not a blade under the sled, is there? I don't know, but I think my best shot at the Olympics is curling, and I think there is a Charleston curling club actually. Oh God! For what? Join! It's not even fucking cold down here. It's 80 degrees right now in December. Want to do it? Let's do it. I mean, I'll watch. Uh, I don't do sports things. Y'all should get into roller derby. There's roller derby. One of my professors, his wife does roller derby. Um. (laughs) Um, I mean, Jen, maybe that's how you'll meet your love. Cur- uh, the curling yeah. league. Oh, the curling oh, league. The curling. Yeah, roller derby. Roller derby. derby. Uh, I mean, you never know. <laughs> no, I'll meet but, you a nice girl named no. Hank. Mustache and all. Tonight, we're going to Truth or Consequences, the same as last time, June 30th, 1999. 10.30 a.m., a 61-year-old named Ralph Tudor. Ralph Tudor's out on his boat. In elephant butt. <laughs> elephant butt. Ten thirty. That's kind of early for you guys, isn't it, D? Y'all should be still passed out by no, that time. Ten thirty is still ten thirty. <laughs> it's just early, it's later over there than it is over here. Oh, maybe he maybe he passed out on his boat and he just woke up and he's like, oh shit, I'm on a lake. He, uh, I shouldn't say that. Like in the parent trap. <laughs> yeah. A 61-year-old named Ralph Tudor, he is fishing, trying to get some of those 200-pound catfishes that are known that uh, swim around in elephant butt. And he pulls out a gunny sack. Do you know what a gunny sack is, Jen? No. No. Do you know, do you know those? I, th- I think this is what it is. Those green, OD green army duffel bags. Oh, yeah. I used to have a bunch of them. The ones you can wear on your back? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The big ones. I think that's what a gunny sack is. Okay. Pretty sure. The but, one that has a drawstring at the top? Uh, yeah, yeah. No? No, ours didn't have a drawstring. It had two straps that go up around it, and then you tie it. I can't remember. It's been so fucking long. Google it. No, I don't want to. Okay. Anyway, he pulls out a gunny sack, and he probably thought it was a freaking catfish at first. I mean, they, they weigh the same amount. But if you want to, if you want to read this, Nikwiz... Well, actually, this is the newspaper I'm pulling this from right here, if you want to read the headline here. Fisherman describes finding sack in lake. Um, am I reading the whole article? I can. And yeah, you can well, just, just yeah, yeah, there you go. Elephant Butte. The Texas fisherman who discovered a waterlogged gutty sack containing human flesh in Elephant Butte Lake says he immediately thought of the sex torture case that is under investigation. Ralph Tudor, 61, of El Paso, said Saturday that he happened on the sack when he pulled his boat into a small cove on the east side of Elephant Butte around 10.30 a.m. June 30th. He said the burlap sack was in shallow water about two and a half feet to three feet from the shore, and the sack seemed to have split open along the seam. 
quote, just looking at it made you feel strange, he said. Well, I can't drive off and leave this. I had heard that supposedly there might have been some bodies left in that lake, he said. All right, Ralph Tudor, 61, he pulls out this big old gunny sack, and he's like, I bet there's some guns in there. He thought it was a catfish. He pulls it out. It's real heavy, puts it on his boat, and he opens it up, probably wishing he wouldn't have, and this is what he found in there. Bodies. It was a waterlogged gunny sack containing about 80 pounds of animal flesh. The burlap sack seemed to have been split open along its seam. The sack had a frayed rope tied around each end, and on one length of the rope was longer than the other. My sack is also split open along its seam. Can you stop? I thought you were going to say that your sack was waterlogged. <laughs> I, 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 thought, I thought he was going to say one was longer than the other. <laughs> Why do we have so many jokes about your sack? It's like, I don't know. that's too bad. I, I mean, I heard it was coffee logged last night, but. What? It, when you spelled coffee oh. and it got the ice, the ice cubes went up in, in dangerous places. Yeah. shit okay uh, let me see all right so june 30th 1999 this was after the whole incident everyone's wondering did david parker ray kill anyone he's never been tried successfully for any murders i'll tell you that really no bodies have ever been found of any of the victims i will say he traveled a lot as we're going to get to his background, he's been all over. And as a sexual sadist, I was uh, reading one of these uh, FBI psychologist reports, and he said something to the effect of there's only five true sexual sadists out there that have ever been really caught. I mean, they're sexual sadists, but the ones that will kind of organize their entire life around their craft. So David Parker Ray was that he would move around to have a fresh supply of victims. So 61 year old Ralph Tudor pulls out this gunny sack. He opens it up and he describes, he describes what he sees in three words that sum up the entire event. Quote, bag of goo. End quote. Bag of goo secreted glue oh god quote now that we've told him we don't like that word he's gonna start using it maybe he'll forget he said ralph says quote just looking at it made you feel strange the bag had been split and the material was coming out of it end quote ralph tudor says quote the bag had been split and this material was coming out of it end quote he describes it as a bag of goo now at first they thought well maybe it's a an animal of some sort they did test it. It is human DNA. Which, oh, no. Now, if Elephant Butt Lake was used as a dumping ground for David Parker Ray, this also came up in the town because a lot of the, the town residents eat the fish that come out of that lake. I mean, some of the biggest catfish. So if he's dumping all his bodies in there, they're consuming the bodies, and then it's like a circle of life type of thing. Cannibals by association. Yeah. Now, David Parker Ray never, never admitted that he killed anyone to police. The reason that the FBI started getting so involved in it is because his daughter came out uh, before he was even caught and said that David killed 16 people, I believe, six somewhere around 16 people. But David did have a couple quotes that people had st- had uh, relayed to the FBI. One of them was, quote, the thing to do is cut them down the belly, scoop out their guts, fill the chest cavity with cement weights, and then use bailing wire to wrap them up, end quote. I got the word cement right. You don't even say anything. So I know we we didn't have to correct you. So this is what he would do. And this is a fantastic idea. Okay. I'm just saying, I've never seen anyone do this. You see the mafia, they put cinder blocks around right. their ankles and the feet and the and the the arms like they did on sleeping Sopranos. Yeah, sleeping with the fishies. But the fishies eat at that little rope and it erodes and those cinder blocks fall off and then the body floats up. A body's naturally gonna float up because the gas is inside of it. When you die, you your body expands 
and it floats up. That's called being buoyant, right? So it floats up. That's why you weigh it down. However, what he does is scoop out their guts and fill everything with cement weights and then wrap. He wraps like baling wire, which is it's kind of like chicken wire. Yeah, it's a malleable wire. Um, malleable. Yeah. Well, I only know that because we have we have uh, I've used a baler before. Yeah. So you is this is wire that you can you can uh, wrap around. It's like chicken wire. You see the chicken fences. Yeah. Um, that you see in the farmlands. So he would cut out all the innards and basically fill them up and then sink, which is pretty brilliant in my opinion. Okay. Now the FBI has some some oh, evidence. Oh that, God. What panties? Ugh. I know you don't like that word, and I'm sorry, but those... Yeah, I hate the word panties. Oh, well, but I'm saying Those are panties. Those are not, like, underwear. They're, like, panties. They're, like... Why isn't it underwear? Panties just, are underwear. They look more like panties to me. If it was, like, cotton... Well, Jim, they explain the difference. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's a big old dick. The difference between those two photos is that you'd have to tuck that in to get into those panties. Tuck what in? The big old dick. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? I don't know. I'm so confused. Do you tuck in? Wait, you don't have a big old dick. I don't know what you're talking about. Panties. Those are those are 80s, 90s panties. If it were like a picture of like some underwear. Yeah, underwear is like, you know, I think of like cotton, like fruit of the loom, like bikini cut or like I, 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 those I are use like them silk, synonymously. Those are silk panties. There's underwear. A, I, I yeah, whatever. Undies. Undies, whatever. All right. So this is why we think that David Parker Ray is a serial killer, because look at all these. The FBI has released. There's 401 photos here and a lot of them are, are the brooches? same things. Are those from the victims? These are from the victims, yeah, but they've never been identified. Like, who who owned these? You know, where are these women now? So you can see, and I'll put this link on there, but it's all kinds of... Earrings, brooches. Earrings I think they stuff. are necklace pendants. Oh. Pendants. So they release these. That looks these. like a dog collar charm. They release these. Ooh, that's like a Cleopatra ring. type thing. Um, Rings. Dolphins. Anklets. Oh my bracelets. God, that, that one makes me sad, the little... Anklet. Yeah, that I don't know why I just associate it with like younger. younger well, people. so we'll get to that. So Jen's not to say that older people. It's I, not sad yeah. when you're murdered. I'm just saying like, it, it has an a younger innocent innocence to nature. it. Yeah, Jen's pointing out a little flower necklace there, and we'll get to that later. No one knows if she killed anyone, but Cindy Hendy did like little girls. She yeah. she was a pedophile for little girls. Gross. So this is some of the pendants and stuff. So the FBI releases this. So maybe a family member could be like, oh, my God, my sister wore that that or whatever. They're basically trying to find someone to recognize any of this because they don't know who these belong to. These were all found in David's trailer. I mean, this is what photo 124 and we're not even anywhere. There's there's about on average, maybe three photos of the same thing just to make sure Mm. they're getting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But but it's a mix of. Uh, any type of jewelry earring yeah i heart pin pin so you guys can see this oh, a, a, a miraculous metal so if you're on live Rosary chat beads. oh the doors oh, i doors love the doors pin. man so if People you're on live chat strange when you're a stranger if you're on live chat you can see Look this at those guns there's 400 of these pictures oh my gosh oh Look, that's a clown oh, i'm gonna get you those earrings for christmas no you won't okay what? I'll return them. JFK. That's that, a silver dollar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the, the obviously the... That's underwear. Lingerie That and is stuff. underwear. The other ones Synonymous. are silk panties. I understand, but the other ones just have more of a panty feel. So, nobody knows how many victims. Underoos. Some people Belts. will say, no, this, this could Linda. be easily identified. Some people would say... Clothing. That there's there could be up to 60. There probably... I mean, there could be a lot more. There could be zero. I mean, he's never been tried for one. So, I mean, right now, his murder... His official murder count is zero. Yeah. When he was so, in prison waiting for his trial, I do want to say before we go any further, he would take these serial killer books, let, let's say Ted Bundy or whatever, and he would sign his name oh, shoot, in them. Can you go up a little bit? Look at that. That metal. 
that that yeah, military army thing. service medal. So, so it's almost. I wonder if that belonged to one of the girls that they were carrying it for their father, or if that was like I if they know. were a service member. Yeah, I mean, this one's got someone's initials on it. MLT I, oh, epilepsy look, a medical oh, bracelet. Bracelet. There was someone that said their last name on it. You know, look at all of these freaking things. So wow. here, here's the creepy thing about it. As you'll see, David let most of the victims go, and he would put them back in order, basically like nothing happened, all their rings, everything. So you see all of this jewelry, and he didn't put them back on the victims, so did he kill the victims? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Nobody knows. He never admitted to anything. So I'll put those on... sick fuck. I'll put those on talkmore.com so you can wow, see that. Wow, that's really fascinating. So so anything that was from someone who was released was returned to them. So therefore, all of those p- photos are of p- victims, potential. Yeah, most yeah, likely, exactly. Victims of, de- of those he murdered. Exactly, yeah. Supposedly. So you said he was never successfully tried for murder or he was never tried for murder. Probably not enough evidence. to. In New Mexico, it's not impossible to try someone without a body, but it is... I mean, I think anywhere it's hard to try someone without a body. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. They're trying David Ray Parker. They're trying David Parker Ray on these tapes that he made. Most of the tapes weren't even allowed to be presented to the jurors. Okay. Because they were too disturbing or because no, of- no, no, because all right. For, okay. That's a good question. And I was going to say this last time and I think I forgot, but not only do they not have bodies cause they can try a case without a body. That's been happened plenty of times. Uh, Patrick Frazee, for instance, we did cover that story. There wasn't mm-hmm. a body there, but it's really hard. Not only that, all of the tapes that the what he calls fuck flicks that's what he calls them that he was taping for his as we'll get into church of satan and a lot of people think he was selling them overseas which i'll get into all of the tapes besides one they presented besides one tape that the prosecutor the da presented to the jury all but one of them of the rape tapes david's voice can be heard right when it starts and it says this quote this tape was designed to be used for entertainment purposes end quote what you read was the welcome message Mm -hmm. i'm talking about the tapes of the the actual rape tapes where he's not talking they're just basically raping the victim oh well yeah i wouldn't want to see that either as a juror i mean i guess like but you You have to you have to yeah but i mean if they're not showing them then i guess they could show a version which is similar to the fbi agent that kind of killed herself like well he would to to show what's in them can you like yeah can you like can you just like describe it i think they would have to you know, it's interesting. Can I think they, they would have to out- see from the for themselves to say like, "Oh yeah, that I physically I can identify that is David Parker Ray and Cindy Hindi." You know what I mean? Yeah, I have a question though. When you are called for jury duty, mm-hmm. you have a duty to to sit on the jury, obviously yep. jury duty, and and if you're called for a murder trial, you have the responsibility to look at all articles of of evidence now if it's some if it's a case like this for example are you responsible as a juror to like if it's something so traumatic that would cause a trauma response or for lack of a better term like fuck you up for what from what you've seen are you individually responsible to get your own therapy or should the state provide it because you were you were serving a a duty to the state? It's a great question. I don't know how that works. Does anyone out there know that? Can someone answer that question? I mean, I think they would have as part of like the voir dire process, like and, and you would be asked some questions as to like whether you have been assaulted, like because they want 
to weed out certain people who may be impacted. Right. And I've, I've sat through, but, I've been called for jury duty a couple of times, but I haven't actually sat for a case. You didn't show Same. up? I did show up. That's All right. A- so you don't have a body. In most cases, you don't even know who the victim is. Okay. There's the one that he was tried for, as we'll talk about here in a second. The one that he was tried for, they found the victim. And the reason they found her is because they watched the tape and she had a, a unique tattoo. She didn't even know she was on the tape. They had to reach out to her and say, hey, do you have a tattoo that looks like this? Can you come in here? And then she's like, oh, my God, that's me. I oh, was raped and, and tortured and, and all this stuff. The tapes presented to the, to the jury. Okay, there's no body. You don't even have. You don't even know who the victim is. Plus, this tape is used for entertainment purposes. What, you know what is this? This looks all legit to me. I mean, how are you going to try someone for that? There's nothing. You ain't got nothing. I have. I'm another, just saying. I have another <clears throat> hypothetical question. Dan, this is a long episode. I know, but okay? it's relevant. It's relevant. If he's tried for those rapes, obviously he did perpetrate those rapes. But if the if the person is hypnotized or brainwashed and they have no recollection, it's hard for them to bring a suit. Obviously, the prosecutor would have to bring the suit for those crimes. It's the state, yeah. But, 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 what? Hypothetically speaking. Now, I'm not agreeing with what he did, whatever. You guys already know my stance is on pretty much everything. But if he hypnotized them and they have no recollection of this happening, did he, like, really... It's still a crime. We're going to get into all of this. I promise. I'm just excited. It's a very interesting case. I'm sorry. You saw that dildo and you're gushing. I get it. That's not what that Stop. means. <laughs> I can put up a Kennedy there if you want me to. I mean, have you seen Joe Kennedy the third? <laughs> he is running. He ran for Senate. And he is he is like close to our age, and he is a very good looking man. So they obviously have to try him for rape. They can't try him for murder. Right? Yeah, they can have they, a body. Murder. I mean, they can uh, rape, kidnapping, torture. Yeah, but can they when it's for educational purposes only? Oh, I thought he said entertainment purposes. Or whatever. Educational purposes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's education. I don't know if that would count as a sex ed positive film. He says, I make very special adult videos. The videos sell for about $1,000 each, and they are only sold to a select group of collectors of sadistic erotica. I learned over the years that there's a hell of a lot of people out there with some weird Awful weird fantasies. I rather enjoy the work. The money's great. Our customers want a wide angle and close-up camera shot of breasts, nipples, and sex organs being abused with a variety of instruments in a variety of ways. So here's a thought. Get a consenting participant who is not hypnotized or brainwashed. It's not the same. That's not what they want to see. Even if you're into it. You, you, it's but not the, tor- okay. the pain's not real. They can see it. It's got to. He says, "Quote: The action has to be real. It can't be faked. We actually need to kidnap a woman for the action scenes. Sometimes they're shot in woods, on a lake, in, in the in his boat, or in the so, desert, but, but mostly in his dungeon. But why can't someone who is into S and because it's not real? They got to actually think why, they're about to die. He's not advocating for them. He's just getting into the mindset of what I, they are. I know he's not advocating for them. I'm what asking, they are trying to say. Yeah, no, and I'm asking. I'm because asking because this is their excuse. They don't actually. No, it's not an excuse. The the person who's paying thousands thousands of dollars doesn't want to see someone who's into it. Oh yeah, put that in me. They want to see someone screaming who thinks they're about to die getting ripped open. That's what they want. That's what they're paying thousands of dollars for. So he can't just find someone to, you know, because it's not real. Even if they like that, it won't be real. They like the fear. They like the the desperation, the fear. You know, when a girl's so scared, she's tied up, she pees herself or does worse they like that. That's what you can't fake, you know? Just going to keep drinking. Or what if what if they don't like it, but they consent to it? Why can't you find someone that can consent to it? Sent, and, and, and like, 
Because it doesn't, people, it's, it's, it doesn't, not, arguing it doesn't matter because it's not what they believed. You're not, you're, you're, you're true, not getting it, man. You're, you're not into that, that world. So people No, have, I'm not. That's why I'm asking the question. That's I, why they're, that's why those types of videos are on the dark web and make so much money. Like the one that was involved with the Josh Duggar dude. You know what I mean? Because they're people, some people are want that sick. Fuck yeah, it's thing, like, he was just in the news again. Pay a premium. For it's it. like if if you watch porno and uh, a girl that's 18, 19 or 20, if you're into child porn like Josh Duggar and a girl is like 20, but she's got ponytails in and she's licking Pretending. a lollipop. I'm 11. You know, you OK, you say that, but you're not really. They want the real thing. And they they and want a victim. Yeah, they could get they could get fake things at their local lion's den going I-77 towards Charlotte. And then, you know, you make a right and it's right there past the gas station. They could get that. Those videos there. Just in time for Santa. <laughs> I don't just to be clear, I don't want any of that in my stocking. But they don't want It'll that. Be good because we didn't get you any of that. They Thank want you. they it has to be real. These girls have to be actually captured and tortured. That's what they're paying thousands of dollars for. They can pay ten dollars on brazers.com for the other shit. They don't want the other shit. They want the real shit. You get it? I guess. I don't get it either, because I'm a straight missionary person. If you do anything other than missionary, you're gonna go and burn in hell. End of story. <laughs> missionary. I'm straight missionary all the time. <laughs> I'm just not going to comment on that. Can confirm. Not going to comment on that because I don't really just feel feel like it's uh, something we're going to describe on this podcast. Well, you know, and it's not something that I really need to know either. I no. love you guys, but I don't. There's only one way to do it, Jen. That's how the Bible says, missionary. That's why they call them missionaries. They go out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not accurate, but okay. Okay. David did use baby oil to simulate sweat sometimes. He says, quote, we strive to please. That's our claim to fame. Oh, I've- God. Okay. All right. I'm, a, I'm done with the customer service okay, fucking customer shit. Service. I'm done. Okay. 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 No more customer service. Now, a lot of these tapes had Cindy Hindi in them as well. All right, now let's talk about a murder here. I know that's what you guys want. This is... Uh, this guy is your Roy Yancey. Okay, referenced in that newspaper that you didn't want me to see. Correct. Well, the reason I don't want you to see it, this dude did get tried for the murder and torture of a a, a girl named Marie Parker. However, David or Cindy Hindy weren't tried for it at all. This was... In the same gang, David was there. The murder did happen at his house, but he wasn't tried for it. They gave this guy a plea deal, basically got him 30 years in prison, or I think even less than that, to confess to it. Because they could, they never found the body. But anyway, this is from the district attorney, Ron Lopez, about this case. Now, keep in mind, this happened in David Ray's presence. The district attorney says, quote, after a drug deal gone bad... Mr. David Ray tortured Miss Parker while Jesse Ray, which we're going to talk about. Who do you think Jesse Ray is? Son. Jesse Ray. The daughter. The daughter. So that's that's David Parker's Ray's biological daughter. Glenda Ray. Everyone calls her Jesse. So she was also involved in this. Mr. David Ray tortured Miss Parker while Jesse Ray, her his daughter, held a gun on Marie. When David turned to Roy Yancey and said... You have to get rid of her. Yancey took it to mean that he had to kill her. Yancey told the police he strangled Marie Parker using a rope or a cord on orders from David Parker Ray. He indicated she was killed in his trailer, what you would call the sex torture chamber of Mr. Ray. They placed the body in Mr. Ray's truck, wrapped the body in a blanket or some type of tarp, and took her out to some type of remote area, and that's where they buried her, end quote. There was no body. There was absolutely no evidence. They basically pressured the guy into admitting it, and he didn't want to f- turn on David Ray, because he is, they're in this, you know, he's like, um, David Ray's like the grandfather of this little club, this clique, right? This sex torture clique. Right. So he is 
the bottom man or whatever. He didn't want to turn on David Ray, so they gave him a plea deal and he got prison time for it. You know, so that I had to bring him up, but don't don't worry about this guy too much. I just had to bring him up because that is part of the story. I don't want to get it diluted. This case is about two people, David Ray and Cindy Hendy, and then a little bit about David Ray's offspring. Gotcha. Which was Jesse. So I'm, am I confusing you guys? No, no. Anyway, if you want to read this. He took me out to a trailer and he and Hendy called the toy box tied me down, blindfolded me, and then put electrodes on my breasts and vagina and shocked me with a stun gun. Then they brought me back inside the mobile home and chained me to a bed while they watched a Stephen King movie. So a little bit more on Roy Yancey, just real quick. There's a local rumor that he did kill another guy. He, quote, shoved a doorknob up his ass and then crammed nuts and bolts down his throat, end quote. Let me ask you a question before we go any further. David Ray's trailer. I thought you guys would ask this, but I can understand why you didn't. I showed you David Ray's trailer, the Satan's Den, all the stuff in there. And do you remember how much I told you it was valued at? No. How, no. Remind me. The whole trailer with everything in it is valued at $100,000. That's it? I mean, that's, that's a lot it. of money. What but the like, fuck? How much that's do you a lot. Pay- how much are you paying for dildos these days? That's a lot of money for a guy that uh, is... I didn't think about inflation and everything in this, these times. I'm sorry. This is a long time ago. Also, who's got $100,000 worth of... Okay, there I you mean, go. Even, he... even if you think about like just like the power tools and shit that are in the garage, you know, the... The oh, circle yeah. saws, the, you know, like just thinking about like what right. we actually well, me, use. Okay, okay. There's let not $100,000 worth go, of shit in there. I'll let, tell you that. Let me go back. I am not up to date with how much things cost ever. So what about ice? Ice is ice an is expensive ice. commodity. <laughs> I hear Antarctica has some nice ice. <laughs> I don't know. It's melting. I don't think you should go there. No, it, would, it wouldn't make it on the way home. It's already halfway melted. Now it was two fifty nine for a five pound bag of ice. I think at the grocery store today. All right. Only because I saw the sign. I saw the sign. Okay, so David Ray is a simple mechanic. He doesn't make shit. They don't make enough to sell drugs and stuff like that. They do sell these tapes, which, yeah, that does fund it. But this goes into another level here. It is... It's an obsession. No, not that. Someone is paying for this whole thing. A lot uh-huh. of people think... A, a lot of people believe that a large majority of the town of truth or consequences is involved. There is a church, the full gospel tabernacle church, which is claimed to be a demon worshiping church. They, they do stuff like cast spells and stuff like that. This is from one, one of the residents was talking about that. The pastor whose name is Leroy, pastor Leroy is actually in charge of the tape production at that church. So now, David Ray, as you're going to read later, he claims a lot. And in fact, he has a welcome message that you're going to read oh, about God. I how fucking read the welcome message. Yeah, but this is a welcome. So there's <laughs> two there's two types of <laughs> welcome to Valeria. Welcome, welcome, welcome. There's two types of victims here. There's a type for him to sell his tapes. And then there's a type for the Church of Satan. So are we going to talk about this, uh, the connection between Satanism? Yes, I'm trying to branch into that right now. I'm going to cool things down. Let's go over the background, then I'll go back to the other rape and murder in Satan's den. I feel like I'm losing people, and it's probably y'all's fault. Y'all getting people off track. I'm fucked up right now, so it probably is my fault. Let's talk about the background of... We're going to watch Elf later. I was going to suggest that, actually. John hasn't seen it. What? I know. I had it on last night to fall asleep to, and I was like, I should probably wait so we can watch it. Ninny Muggins. All right, let's talk about let's talk about the the uh, background of Jen's future husband. He looks like the Wizard of Oz. Just saying. Let me ask you something. When was he born? Nineteen. What year is this? Ninety. So nineteen. This is nineteen ninety nine. This is millennium. Nineteen thirty seven. Nineteen forty two. He was born. Four. 1944. He was born in 1939. I win Price is Right. You do win. Let's talk about the background of David Parker Ray. 
Quote, there really wasn't much affection in my childhood. I was there physically, but nobody paid any attention to me. That's sad. You know, it was like... Everyone deserves to be paid attention to. Like I wasn't really there at all. Whenever I hear his full name, I think of David Lee Roth. Okay. Well, that's not who this is. It's not, but it doesn't mean that I don't think of it. Let's talk about his childhood. So his childhood right here. David Parker Ray's childhood. His mother and father basically gave him away and his sister. David has one sister. He was given away to the grandmother, to the mom's mother. He was farm raised in in a town called Mountain Air, New Mexico, which is the pinto bean capital of America. <laughs> cool. So you have the shithole USA. Can we get burritos? Welcome to Mo's. Can we get burritos? We can't. We can totally get Chipotle. I hated my grandmother. She didn't care about us. By the time I was 12 years old, I was making my own bombs and setting off explosives all over the woods. My granny didn't have a clue. She was a real fruitcake. I blew up a lot of tree stumps when I was a kid. His father would drift in and out of his life, show up every six months. During that time, he would come home, bring him a true detective magazine, and... At that time, he was 10 years old. He started reading all these serial killers, and he started having fantasies. Do you say True Detective magazine? Yeah. Is that like the FBI mind hunter type type magazine? show. True Detective, show. True Detective is a magazine. I, I know, that. but that is, was it real popular. Of, is it based off of like... Like, yeah, I know there's the show True Detective, and what? I thought there's of... a show? No. Yeah, the True yeah. McConaughey. True Detective is a magazine that was popular... Like, Ed Gein would read True Detective. It's still a magazine, and you can get a subscription physical, but it's like 130 bucks because I try to get it. A year? But they have it on for Amazon. No, for a year, yeah, for 12 issues. But True Detective is the magazine. Oh. There's a lot of those other True Crime magazines. I wonder they're if that's like, what the show is based on. They're kind of like the, uh, uh, what do you call it? The um, Mad Magazine? No. You wanna watching my TV? There's there's a bunch of these. Oh, Weird Tales. Remember Weird oh, Tales? Yeah. Weird Tales no. is a fictional magazine. I don't remember that. Because you don't read books. <laughs> I mean, excuse me. <laughs> that was kind of fucked up. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I, mean, I was thinking more Taco Bell than Chipotle, but I mean, oh uh, god, no, Taco Bell will give me like uh-huh. stomach cramps for two days. The father would come every six months and give him true detective magazines. He started having sexual fantasies about girls, but not just like, ooh, I wonder what a vagina looks like. Ooh, why is my penis getting an elongation here? And what is this coming out of? What is this secretion? Okay. He had sex fantasies about raping and killing young girls with a, quote, broken beer bottle, end quote, or a Coke can. He would take a beer bottle and had fantasies about shoving it up her. And he's 10 years old at this time. So David, from a young age, was a sexual sadist. That's all he wanted to do was destroy girls with broken beer bottles. That's gross. He was also a natural mechanic. He can fix anything. Just go into his toy box. All that stuff is rigged up by him, himself. He would fix anything. If a dildo breaks down, if it's not vibrating as it should, he can get in there, deep inside of it, and fix it. He was born in 1939. That was the end of the Great Depression, the start of World War II. He was born to the Parker and Ray family. So that's why he has the name David Parker Ray. He was the only son of his mother, Opal, but he does have a sister, but that's with another family. He grew up in Mountain Air, which that's one word, Mountain Air. He goes to Mountain Air High School in 1957, graduated. He joins the Army in 1963, or excuse me, he joins the Army in 57, and he's sent to Korea. Interesting. Yeah, we actually fought over there. No one, no one realizes that. You know, Mountain Air sounds like a Febreze scent. It does, yeah. It does. And I'm, I'm just going to say, a lot of these New Mexico towns are real methed out. I mean, New Mexico does not seem like a fun place. I'm just saying. I would still if come you, to visit. Uh, yeah, I would. Jesus. But just to see the flying it's tumbleweeds. Like, 
It's like they're Superman. I mean, they got I a mean, cape I, on them and everything. But then, but then again, they're right on the border, and that's where the drugs are getting filtered through. Yeah, yeah, we heard a lot about that from D. Yeah, he, but you know was, what? We could also drive if we go visit D. Then we can drive to like Cabo and sit on the beach and, and have a nice all inclusive vacation. Wouldn't that be nice? It would be nice. He was he left the army in '63. He was a truck driver for the Springer Corporation. He actually has a son currently, and this is uh, an interesting fact that probably no one else he has knows. a son and a daughter yeah exactly but this son is not known at the time in 1999 he was a david ray jr is his name he's a 30 or he was a 39 year old master sergeant for the navy Pretty really cool. wow yeah wow well congratulations and, <clears throat> thank you for your service sir well his father david ray the one we're talking about now said quote my son and i don't have much in common He's a fundamentalist Christian, and he doesn't like to party, end quote. We like to party. We like, so we like to party. Dave, David was a model citizen. When they, when they finally arrested him, they go through his records. He's never been arrested for anything. He hasn't had a fine for anything. Everyone knew him. Everyone loved him. He was just the happy old guy, right? Wrong. The family knew that David had these problems, or like he likes to call it, these hangups. Quote, and this is from his daughter, quote, everybody in the family knew about my dad's fetishes. I learned right away to keep my mouth shut. The daughter grew up around this. She grew up around the torture. She grew up around the kidnappings and rapes and all this stuff. Now, one co-worker of Davis described him as, quote, the neatest, cleanest, politest person you could ever want to meet. He had a lot of trouble with women. He was married three times before he was 30. I mean, what? Three times before he was 30? I mean, he's got one on me. In 1960. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wait a second. Three times before he was 30. Yeah. I, busy 20s. That is a busy 20s. Like, what are you doing? And like, well, how for, do you, for where do sexual you find these Where people? do you meet people? Was yeah, he, exactly. Jen wants, wants to yeah, know. Jen wants to know. I don't think that's the kind of crowd you want to hang I out with, I feel like Jen. you would be the wife of uh, David, a guy like David. Stop it. You think I would? No. So here's the thing about a sexual sadist. You can't just marry a regular woman, okay? That like, oh, can you do missionary? But just slow. I like it. Just the motion of the ocean. So, he was married three times before he was 30. Bad luck with women. 1966, he marries Glenda Burdine. 1968, his own daughter was born, Glenda Jean Ray. We're going to talk about her. She goes by Jesse. She was tried for these crimes as well. She's the person that introduces the future rape victims and torture victims like Cindy V. Hill to her own father. That is how... They come in to the trailer. It usually goes something like this. They'll be at a bar. They're too drunk to drive or whatever. Or their boyfriend left them or whatever the case is. She, which she has been described as a, quote, very ugly man, quote, even though she's a woman. She would well, get on her. just rude. She would get on her Harley Davidson and offer rise to these victims. Okay, they would come to David Ray's trailer, then both of them would hold the victim down and start the torture stuff, right, as we talked about. So in 1966, he marries Glenda Burdine. In 1968, as I said, he had his daughter. Glenda, his wife, became a prostitute. David was working two jobs. He was an aircraft mechanic and a gas station attendant at night. He moved around from anywhere from from working on the Santa Fe Railroad to New Mexico to Phoenix to California. He actually had a pot growing operation in California, and he even had a dungeon in the basement. Oh. The reason this is important, the reason this is important is because David Ray, David Parker Ray is a sexual sadist, and he is one of the only true sexual sadists out there. Yeah, there's a lot of people that have these weird hangups, as he liked to as he likes to call them. But not all of these sexual sadists adapt their entire life around this. The reason David goes to Phoenix, gets a job for two years, then goes to California, starts growing pot for two years, and actually goes 
to uh, New Mexico in another part and owns a gas station for two years is because he's running out of victims. The whole time he's been doing this for 40 years, the whole time he was capturing these victims and putting them in some sort of dungeon. And two years later, he's running out of victims, so he has to relocate. He, as a sexual sadist, modeled his entire life around this. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. He has like this or not? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, any questions? No. He moves to Elephant Butt for the first time in 1989. So when was he arrested? 1999. Yeah, so if he would have kept moving, he would have been fine. But this is the longest time he's ever spent anywhere. So in Elephant Butt is when he is finally arrested. And what do you think he what do you think his job was? It was the perfect job for this guy. A travel agent. He worked for the. Go ahead. Did you say something? A tra- trailer park manager. No, that's a good guess. A DEA officer. No. So David, most likely, and everyone believes this, David Ray has killed a shit ton of people. You saw all the pendants. That's why I showed you all the pendants and clippings that the FBI found in his trailer. Who the fuck did those belong to? David had to be dumping these bodies somewhere. And in Mexico, there's a lot of cave systems and stuff like that to dump bodies. So what job could he get to have access to all this vast land and know the intricacies of, okay, you know, back here in this little divot, there's no one ever goes back here and there's a little hole. I could dump a body in there or whatever. Like what job would he have? Park ranger. There you go. There you go. That was right. Not a park ranger. I was going to say a land surveyor. Yeah, no. Yeah, park ranger, yes. The title wasn't a park ranger. He did, as part of his MO, don a park ranger's uniform. Really? As we're going to talk about here in a second. But he worked for the Elephant Butt State Park, which oversaw five other state parks in New Mexico. He I had, like that we're just going whole hog on elephant butt instead of elephant butte. Yes. <laughs> so I'm just Well I can we say shithole of the fucking USA. We know it's wrong, but we're just gonna go with elephant butt. Correct. David Parker Ray, the reason he didn't move around this time like he's done and he spent ten years here before he got caught and would have spent the rest of his life here is because he his job, even though he was a simple mechanic, had access to thousands and thousands and thousands of acres. And as our good friend Tacos Primo D will tell you, there is a shit ton of places to fucking bury a body out there in the fucking desert. No one's building out there. There's no businesses out there. There's hardly any Indian reservations out there. And even if the Indian, and in fact, this did come up in the trial, they once they jury selected for his trial, some of the juries, some of the jurors had to withdraw because they were of the Apache Indian tribe and they weren't allowed by their doctrine to participate in this. So that's how desolate this area was, right? There's nothing out there. So there's bodies scattered everywhere. And the most people that are experts on this case will also agree with that. Because he didn't just let everyone fucking go. You know what I'm saying? Right. Okay, let's move on. And he does have a park ranger uniform, and I'll talk about this later, but he actually takes the victims home. Like, he didn't just put them out on Desolate Road. He drops them back out at the boyfriend's house or whatever, usually donning his park ranger uniform and says, hey, I found... Whoever this is, this girl, she says she knows you. She doesn't remember what happened to her, but here she is. I found her on the beach. He's in his ranger uniform, but he is not a park ranger. He is just a mechanic. Does that make sense? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Almost done with David Ray, okay? He prefers slaves, as Nicole read with the welcome message, quote, still small body, scared, shitless, easy to handle, easy to train. He'll go to gay bars, get them usually because they don't have STDs. He likes, quote, tight little pussies and assholes, end quote. He doesn't use condoms, and he likes them, quote, big-titted. Big-titted. I would definitely wear, what do you call those? (sighs) Binders when I'm around him. 
sports bras. He would he no, would binders kid- will make you more flat chested. He would kidnap anyone, even if you had a newborn baby at the house. Once he kidnapped a recent mother, she had a two month old baby at the house. And quote, after this is from him, quote, after I had her for a few hours, her nipple started leaking milk constantly and oh, made a no. hell of a mess. End quote. He talks about one book that gave him his ideas was A Perfect Victim by Christine McGuire. I've seen it. I've never read it. He says whatever there was in that book gave him a lot of ideas for the torture. I've never read that book. Okay. All right. So any questions on David Ray? That's his background. That's pretty thorough. Mm. No, no questions. He did try to get help for his disorder. He says, quote, by 1994, I was getting the urge every two to three months. And he actually... Did go see a psychiatrist, from what he says. I mean, highly doubtful. He says, after that, it got really worse, especially after I started taking Viagra. You remember, he's a 60-year-old man doing these torture things. I don't know. He says it's a curse. And a lot of people do. Albert Fish said the same thing, so I don't know. As I said, sexual sadists don't change their routine, usually. I don't know if I said that. They repeat some of the same rituals. They're often caught. This is from the FBI checklist of what a sexual sadist is. They have to have complete control over the victim. They must dominate the victim by forcing them to crawl or by keeping them in a cage. They have to restrain the victim by blindfolding, paddling, spanking, whipping, pinching, beating, burning, electroshots, rape. Cutting, stabbing, strangulation, torture, mutilation, or just plain outright killing. Sexual sadism is chronic. David organized his entire life around the fantasy. He became a master manipulator. Okay. He was also into bestiality. And Nicole's going to read this thing about bestiality. I thought that was a joke earlier when you said that. (laughs) When do I I ever joke anymore? (laughs) A lot. Because we're talking about poor hubs. (laughs) Well, Hubs isn't here. He's the audience here. wants you to read bestiality, so... No, they don't. I had so many comments. They're like, Nicole, please read the bestiality thing. Stop it. It's uh, true. It's better than me reading it, though, because I'd probably Actually, cry. these comments do say Jen. Let's Jen, let's let Jen read no, these things. No, no. <laughs> I feel like it's only fair after I read a half an hour. Okay, that okay, is true. Okay, okay. Jen... Think of Murphy when you're reading this. No, I will not. (laughs) (laughs) All right, this is... I have to make sure I can see straight to read first. Can you make that a little bit bigger? The BCLA thing was reported once that I've saw, and this is the welcome message, if you will, for the bestiality. There's welcome messages for different things. Bestiality practice, rape and torture practices for the tapes, and the Church of Satan practices, which you're going to read here in a second. And if you have a dog at home... Especially if it's a large German shepherd. Stop. <laughs> he's a mix, first of all. Oh, yeah, he's going to mix with you. Ew. Sorry. Why? <laughs> Poor Murph. I love that. I need, to, I need to cuddle him close after this. Yeah, or you maybe are. not. I don't know. <laughs> you may want to separate separate Maybe not. Yeah. Oh, boy. I learned a lot about um, dog orgasms in this one. I don't want to know about that. <laughs> All right, go ahead, I Jen. guess I'm going to read it anyway. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Let me put up a picture of Murph. No. <laughs> Why no. do you read this? Oh, my God. You have a picture of him. Uh. Thank God. Who knows what you'd do with that? <laughs> You'll be taken into the living room and put on the floor on your hands and knees, naked. Your wrists, ankles, knees, and hips will be strapped to a metal frame to hold your body in that position. The frame is designed for doggy fucking. All right, guys, we're going to stop it there and finish up this case where we'll wrap up this story in a nice little bow next episode. 